0: This is a presentation of the Pitch Podcast Network. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Streetwise Podcast, an extension of the Pitch in Kansas City. I am your host, Brock Wilber, and the editor-in-chief of that their publication, the pitch, which is why you are hearing my voice. How is everyone doing out there? Some of the team and I today went to a uh, a big event uh, celebrating KC tourism, uh, announcing our new like tourism catchphrase and our big plans for the year. And uh, whereas I've gotten used to these being sort of like data centric events where you, you meet a bunch of people and we really go over the numbers and talk about what the new year could look like our featured speaker today. I'll cut to the, I'll I'll cut it short to the point where I just say that, uh, that we walked out around the point in time where we discussed that millennials are getting avocado toast, uh, instead of buying homes. Uh, I thought that was as bad as it would get, but then we got to a point where we were talking about generation alpha, uh, and their buying power and generation alpha will not start being born for another four years. Uh, so when we were talking about the, the future capitalism predictions of the unborn, (laughs) uh, and, uh, cryptocurrency, that's around the time where I just, uh, clock the hell out. I'm like, no, there's nothing here for me. There's nothing here for any of us. Uh, there was, uh, there were a bunch of vendors with uh, free drinks and free food and stuff, but uh, we would have to wait to the end of the event to get there, and about uh, 45 minutes in, we were like, nah, this, <laughs> there's no way that this is worth it. Uh is is right down the street, we will enjoy a fine happy hour, uh, and then go our separate ways. Uh, so that was, <laughs> that was my Thursday, um, coming home tonight to record where I thought I'd be talking about a lot of things that uh, we're going to be changing about the face of tourism in Missouri and Kansas City. Uh, And instead, I I heard uh, some old people yell about the cost of gasoline and how uh, airlines don't fly all the places they used to. So it doesn't feel like the productive day it was supposed to be. Anyway, that was my time today. Not every story that you show up for is a story you wind up having to write, so... There's, you you can hear it in my voice. You don't need to hear anything else about this. Uh, Anyway, we got a great episode for you here today. We got two different Nick's Music Corners. Uh, We have an interview coming up uh, with KC Pet Project about their upcoming Catter Day event. Uh, But right out of the bat here, we have a story, Guilty Pleasures, uh, by Nick Spacek. It ran in our most recent issue of the magazine, the May issue, which is on stands now. It has a very distinctive look. Uh, Anyway, this is uh, an interview with uh, a couple. They're they're a duo in a band called VCMN. And uh, when Nick brought them to the table, I was like, I don't understand what this is. They are both a band that does a little bit of every kind of genre, but still sounds like they are the same musical group. And then the other half of the time they do, they just do wedding performances. Not like a lot of covers, they just have like a lot of wedding music that they perform. And like, look some videos of of VCMN up on on YouTube, definitely check out their music on Spotify. It's great, and they just seem like the nicest two people in the world, which is why uh, Friday night here in Kansas City, album release party uh, over at the Rhino at 8 p.m., I will be there. Swing on out, come say hi. I I cannot wait to see this. Uh, based on what I've seen online, like these are just some consummate professionals doing some just off-the-wall stuff. So uh, I, I, I I, hope to see you there. I, I hope that, or at the very least, you really, really enjoy this story and their music. Anyway, uh, here's Guilty Pleasures by Nick Spacek as read by our friend Jason from Stolen Dress Entertainment. Take it away, Jason.
1: Guilty Pleasures. VCMN's new album is a masterclass in marital communication by Nick Spacek. I was in the shower the first time I heard Overdose, the second track on VCMN's upcoming debut album, The VCMN Project. Not 30 seconds into the track, there was a loud thwack as something hit the floor. At first, I wondered if I'd knocked over a bottle of shampoo or body wash. Turns out the song's bass vibrated the Bluetooth speaker clean off the windowsill and onto the floor. With power like that, I knew I had to meet these musicians. I met up with Victoria and Emmanuel Manny Cable, aka the Vic and Man of VCMN, for drinks at Henry's Upstairs in downtown Lawrence. While the weather outside was blustery and depressing, the bar's vibrant color scheme paired perfectly with the ebullient nature of this married couple who makes music that is, by turns, emotional and just plain raw. Really, we're honest with each other through our music, Cable explains. A lot of the time, we didn't know what to say, so we'd write songs, like, I did this today. Manny then sings a bar from their song IDTY, which stands for I Don't Trust You. Victoria nods her head in response and remembers her reaction when she first heard the lyrics. It was like, all right, shots fired. And then the next week, I had something where I was like, I got something for you to listen to. That something was Forbidden Fruit, which contains the line, How can the love that brings me sanity be the same love to write my tragedy? The pair laughs when I suggest that it's like a musical version of passive-aggressive post-its on the refrigerator, but in truth, the Cables have crafted an album that's pure collaboration. The two are working on the same wavelength, or sound wave in this case, rather than one person simply taking the lead and running with it. We worked together through the whole thing, says Manny. Those two songs, even though we were fighting, we were working together. They've been working it out with the rhythms and the rhymes for years now. VCMN Project was first birthed into existence when they were still dating. The album was finished after they tied the knot. Lust and Overdose, the two tracks that opened the album were written as Manny and Victoria sat together on their couch, responding to one another, after Manny heard lust as part of a dream. It makes for a beautiful contrast. The song's earthy tones, club-worthy production, and sweaty beats were written by a couple that's been married seven years while sitting in their living room. Somnambulist inspiration also struck for geriatric action, which comes at the midpoint of the VCMN project. It's exactly what you would expect from the title, and Manny's lyrics leave nothing to the imagination. Geriatric Bay suffers from the dementia, but she'll fuck you like a new man every time she forgets you, are two of the most jaw-dropping lines I've heard in a while. The song feels like a joke pushed to its most hilarious extremes. As soon as I bring it up, Manny laughs uproariously and claps his hands, explaining that it was stuck in his head all day until he shot it to Victoria. I'm a nurse, and I was literally in the middle of getting ready to get to one of my patients, Victoria relates. I was listening to it, and there was no one else around. I just burst out laughing. Then I was like, well, I can't let you do this by yourself. At this point in our interview, all three of us are laughing to the point that the other bar patrons are looking over. Manny admits that it's a little near a novelty song, but that the few times VCMN has performed the song live, the audience reaction has been pure, unadulterated, oh my god. He attempts to think of an equivalent song and latches upon Afro Man's 2001 hit Because I Got High. The song is highly inappropriate, but somehow I love it so much, says Manny of the connective thread between the two tracks. For all of the laughing and joking around, both Victoria and Manny Cable are serious about music. Victoria grew up in the Bethel International Center of Worship Church in Kansas City, Kansas, where her father, Cleveland Drone, was a pastor. From the ages of 10 to 19, she toured across the country singing gospel music. She says that not only what she learned on stage but off is integral to what she and her husband now do. I know that we were doing gospel music and those kinds of things, but behind the scenes was a lot of show business, even in the church, explains Victoria. That definitely helped me out to just be able to get out there and let it all out on the stage. More than that, Manny and Victoria have a shared inspiration, courtesy of Bethel, Victoria's father. Victoria calls him my favorite male vocalist, famous or not. Manny also admires drone singing, sharing that the pastor's vocal abilities inspire him and push him to work harder. Whereas Victoria cut her teeth on gospel music, Manny came to performance via a different path. Ballet and modern dance. Perhaps this is why he feeds off of the energy that comes from the audience. I feel like I shine on stage, Manny explains. You have to push me more in the studio. I don't feel like I'm that good of a studio artist, but when I get up there, I'm used to being on stage and feeling it. I enjoy that energy and that give and take between crowd and artist. I want to be Beyonce. I'm not joking about that. Victoria concurs, saying that Ego plays a big part of VCMN's stage performance. I swear up and down that I'm the female Michael Jackson, she says, with the confidence of someone who knows what they quite literally bring to the stage. Victoria and Manny aren't just up there singing. They are performing. There are dance moves. There's audience interaction. VCMN is also in demand as performers at weddings and corporate events. At these hired events, their versatility allows them to slip their originals in between the usual covers, to the delight of the listeners. With weddings and things, we get to do our calmer things, Victoria says. We get to really show off our vocal abilities and draw in the emotion of the crowd and just bring in every ounce of love and all that amazingness. Manny seconds this, saying, I love that we're able to do weddings and perform these covers and such. He explains they'll go from a cover to an original and get equally positive responses from the crowd. As we finish our drinks and get ready to head back into the gray cold, Manny shares his main takeaway. The Cables enjoy the album they've created together. Making it was hard work, Manny says, but ultimately he feels, it was super fulfilling and super fun because we do it together. It strengthened our marriage. I think getting this as an outlet to get our feelings out before we were married and finished it as a married couple, I found that our communication is stellar. It's always been easy, Victoria concurs. There have been challenges. I mean, I've literally been with this guy my entire adult life and we've had growing pains, but it's easy. It's not hard. It's not complicated. It's something that's enjoyable at the end of the day.
0: And now it's time... For Nick's Music Corner, the first of two today. Nick, go right ahead.
1: Hello, I'm Nick Basic, music
2: editor for The Pitch, here with this week's local music recommendation. When Kansas City R&B musician Shaw dropped his video for Change Your Mind in the summer of 2020, we instantly became fans thanks to Ethan Milner's video, which we called the most visually impressive video we featured in this roundup for ages in the CineLocal in which it was featured. We also loved Shaw's vocoder take on classic R&B slow jams, which is 100% up our alley. It's just too smooth to turn down. The same goes for Shaw's latest single, Honest, and it seems we're not the only ones to think so, because it debuted on the iTunes R&B charts at number 3, right in between Silk Sonic's Leave the Door Open and John Batiste's I Need You. Not a bad showing for a Kansas City musician. It'll appear on Shaw's debut EP when it drops in June, but unfortunately, shortly thereafter, Shaw will depart for LA in order to further his career. Recent trips there have seen him hook up in the studio with Kelani, and he's hung out with Jack Harlow, so it looks like he's well on his way to greater success. We wish him all the best, and you will too, after taking a listen to this absolutely smoking track. Here's Honest.
3: If I'm being honest, know you're a problem, and I don't care to solve it. I try to stall it, but this liquor got me calling. It got me all in. Just trying to get you at that studio apartment. Because you're top ten, and you know you're not ten. You got good brain and you can hold discussion topics. Keep it on the low, don't wanna be no training topic. Hit you when I need it, but don't treat you like an option. Only if I'm honest. Only if I'm if only. 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 Just shot it, miss the way you do it. Just for me. I'm the only one to blame. No, my pride came in between us. I came to my senses. Now it probably doesn't mean much. Hoping when I'm faded, baby, you'll be more than patient, but I can't do this on my own. You give me confidence. Yes, I just needed time to weigh out the consequences Met me on common ground. Love ain't no competition, you got my best interest, baby, for me. honest, know you're a problem and I don't care to solve it, I try to start it, but it's late like, oh, be on the low don't be no training topic you when i need but don't treat
0: you like uh so this is my interview with uh tori from over at kc pep project you've heard her on the show before uh for this same event last year uh may 22nd marks their uh Catterday event here in town uh huge sort of bar crawl thing uh this year has a has a very uh, specific theme. Uh, I, I think you'll enjoy it uh, because if you're listening to this show, you definitely love David Bowie uh, and probably 95% most likely also love cats. This is where it comes together. Uh, here's my uh, interview with Tori. Hey, welcome to the Streetwise podcast. Would you introduce yourself to the audience? <laughs>
4: Hello,
5: I'm Tori Seagate with KC Pet Project. Tori, what is it that you do well? What is it that I do well? Um, oh, no, well. just in
4: general. Like you, you you can rank it if you want. What are the things you do? Well, what are the things you do not well?
5: The audience would to know. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> I put on fun events uh to um be able to uh support the pets at our shelter for sure. So, um, for instance, Catterday that is coming up um, is going to be a um, very, very fun event for us. And so I tend to think that that is um, something that goes really well here at Pet Project. Um, Tell us
4: about your failures as a person.
5: Uh, My failures as a person, Um, I take on too much. I take on too much responsibility and I say, okay, yeah, no, I'll do that. And then I have a slight panic moment inside thinking, oh, my gosh, I took on too much. (laughs) So that's one of my my failures in life is uh, thinking that I can do too much.
4: (laughs) That was so close to the answer. Like, well, my biggest failure is doing too many things so successfully. (laughs)
5: <laughs> I I try, <laughs> just I try to take on.
4: So yeah, you were on the show a year ago uh, promoting the same thing, but we will talk about the new one.
5: What is Catter Day? <laughs> so Catter Day is an annual event that we have at Casey Pet Project, and it's kind of been um, in different months of the year. This year, it is going to be on Sunday, May twenty second, and as you're sitting here thinking. The event is called Tatter Day, and it's on a Sunday. That doesn't really make sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> in the post-COVID world, all of our wonderful bars that we are participating um, with and that are part of this event are all very, very busy on Saturdays, which is great. Um, but it would not, you know, as we are coming into this event and have, you know, potentially four to 500 people participating, adding to that busyness of a normal Saturday, um, we decided we were going to have Catterday on a Sunday. So that is why it is not a typo. Um, we will be having Catterday then. And so each year we have a lot of fun um, with the theme of Catterday. And so it can't be the same every year. You have to have a different theme. So last year was Cosmic Catterday. This year's theme is Disco Catterday. So think Bell Bottoms, um, David Bowie, music, um, you know, album covers of cats that are very 70s theme. There are um, a lot of great uh, things that you can do to go along with the theme of Disco Catterday. And it's going to be on Sunday, May 22nd. As
4: one of the like cheer theme days in middle school for me, we had a uh, 60s day. It was between like pajama day and like school spirit day. It was 60s day. And I remember everyone's parents losing their goddamn mind because what we dressed up as was like Austin Powers or things uh-huh. from the 80s or things from the 50s, and they were like, "I'm so wait, you fucking you you don't understand what that decade was." And we we're like, "Sure, but this is what we think it is," uh, and like that frustration. Are you prepared for the frustration? when people don't know what the 70s are? (laughs)
5: Um, Well, you know, we can have everybody's interpretation of the 70s for sure. Um, (laughs) Any theme that we go along with, we do extensive research on the back end to make sure that there are plenty of shirts out there that could be purchased as part of the theme. So if you go to sites like Amazon or other websites and you look up like Bowie Cats, um, there are a lot of shirts out there that you can purchase (laughs) that have a – cat face that looks like you know ziggy stardust um and so there are a lot of shirts out there that you can get but honestly for day dress up in whatever you want um it, a lot of most people wear cat themed attire you certainly don't have to but it's way more fun if you do um and then everybody gets light up cat ears so if you don't want to necessarily dress in a shirt that has you know cats that are like with tacos all over it those those shirts do exist as well um you know we we provide a little bit of attire so you can still feel on theme um but not you know completely on theme
4: the sort of time period thing is very funny uh a little behind the scenes we did a 1920s theme for our best of last year as like Mm -hmm. roaring 20s and we had some people that brought up to us that the 1920s as a theme wasn't great because it was a period that was very racist. And we were like, yes, that's true. Um, but also um, all all time periods are very racist, like 60s, mm-hmm. 70s, 90s, right now is very racist. So like, it's, uh, it's a very weird spot for me, uh, especially when somebody's like, we're doing a decade thing right now. And my first thought is like, don't do that because I've been told that that's wrong, but like, it always is like there is no solving for that like that's its own separate issue. so like mm-hmm. yes between the wrong bell bottoms and the fact that uh a time period was unkind to non-white people like yes that's uh, a mm-hmm. lot to tackle tell me about what you guys are doing at the KC pet project right now
5: <laughs> right now we are um very very busy and so it has been um, uh, really a, a historic time for us, honestly, because we are taking in more animals than ever before. So we are on track to take in more than fifteen thousand. Is that uh, uh, a
4: reaction to like um, people that took on pandemic adoptions who are now going back to work and like bailing, or like what is the reasoning?
5: It is actually um, a lot of the reasons that pets are coming in. We are seeing a huge number of stray pets coming in that are lost and found. But at the same time, people are going through things out in the community and it's impacting their pets as well. Um, So housing um, issues right now are one of the top reasons that people are having to give up their pets. And so uh, it's about 40 percent of all of the dogs coming in are due to reasons that have to do with housing um that are okay. having to be relinquished by their owners so it's um people are um being evicted or they're losing their home and they can't find a place to live that will allow their pets we do not have enough affordable housing in Kansas City Missouri that allows for pets especially big dogs and so it's just mm. until we have more options for people and more housing options that allows pets. This is going to be an ongoing concern that we are just going to see people that are having to give up their pets. They've had their entire lives um, simply because they can't find a place that will allow them to live there. And it's really, really heartbreaking. We're constantly trying to figure out more solutions with, you know, our city officials and um, you know, just different organizations in Kansas city uh, because this is trying to even bring light to this issue because, um, you know, this is something that we are seeing if 40% of all of our owner relinquished pets are coming in the dogs that, um, because of this reason, then this is something that we're just going to continue to see for a long time in Kansas city. So that's really, um, the top reason. So thankfully, most of the pets that were adopted in the start of the pandemic are still in their homes.
4: So, yeah, so that is a, a part of a question about like you guys have a, uh, philosophy about like we will keep pets in their homes and we Mm -hmm. will work with owners to keep them there um if like people staying in their houses as the trickle down to pets what what is the work that you are doing there like are you working with like casey tenants like you mentioned that you were Mm -hmm. working with a bunch of different groups what does that look like on your side
5: Yeah, we do work with um, KC Tenants. We work with um, other agencies that um, are um, working with domestic violence. Um, So like Rose Brooks and Synergy Services, we have partnerships with them as well. Um, With KC Tenants, we do um, work with them and let them know kind of what we're seeing here at the shelter, uh, giving them information for their hotline about when people are having to um, potentially, with a, if they're looking for a place to live, um, then they have pets if they need services like through our Keep Them Together program. Um, and it's the same mm-hmm. with Rose Brooks and Synergy Services. Um, we're working with people who maybe um, need to uh, get out of a situation very, very quickly, and they have a pet, and if they don't have sure. any um, place for their pet, then we can take them on as part of our Home Away From Home program. But we need more fosters for those programs and donations that help us Um, be able to keep those pets and people together and so through those programs i mean we're getting multiple applications a week uh, for people that need a little bit of time in order to keep their pets and if we have more fosters for those programs then we can absolutely keep more people and their pets together so um, that's a a huge need for us right now are more fosters
4: Uh, in general for what you guys are doing what is the best way for people to support you
5: So if you go to our website at kcpetproject.org, there are a number of ways that people can get involved and help, and especially during these, you know, warmer months, we have a lot of needs, and so it's kitten season, (laughs) Uh, and we are getting multiple litters of kittens a day in now, and so supplies are desperately needed to help with those kittens, and we even have a kitten Amazon wish list that people can purchase supplies to help um, our fosters care for them and of course um, having more foster homes to help us temporarily care for our pets, especially when we're getting, you know, 50 animals a day in right now, we need fosters all over the board. Yeah. To help us care uh, for all of these pets that are coming in every single day. So you have 40 to 50 a day. in right now and those numbers actually increase as the weather gets warmer. Um, So we'll start to see 50 to 60 potential pets a day coming in, and so there's a lot of ways to get involved in, um, you know, donations. We are a nonprofit. Donations go to help with all of the care of these pets that are coming to us. And it goes to help families stay together. So there are so many ways that people um, can get involved and help all of the, you know, programs and services that we offer at Casey Pet Project. How can people take part in Catter Day? if you are interested in, um, participating in Catterday there, um, you can go on our website. at We are. (laughs) Yes. You are. You're (laughs) like, yes, I will be there with my Ziggy Stardust Bowie shirt on. Um, and so, (laughs) um, you can go to our website at kcpepproject.org slash Catterday and purchase tickets. They are $30 right now. You get a, little boogie bag um, that goes along with your ticket purchase that has all sorts of fun things in it from um, our sponsors. We are going to have a DJ at the event this year. We also, uh, you'll be able to find information on how to purchase special Catterday t-shirts on there that you can wear at the event. And um, all of the funds raised go to help the 7,000 cats and kittens that will come to our shelter this year. I'm
4: so glad you brought up the DJ because that leads to our final question, which is the most important question. As a record collector, what are the top three records in your collection?
5: Wow, what a question. Um, you you had to
4: face some journalism today. This is different than I think what ooh, you expected, but this is the one.
5: <laughs> I feel like I need to do extensive research. Um, I listen <laughs> mostly. I love um, any of my Queens of the Stone Age records on vinyl. They're like my absolute favorite to listen to at a very high volume. So I would Which have album? to say um, Aravol Garris is like, you know the best. Wow, okay. Um, in my opinion, so, in well, my opinion. Um, but, no, I love, I love all of their, all of their records. I'm pretty obsessed with them, so, um, but I feel like there's one that I'm, like, totally missing out on that is just, like, epic that I have in my collection, but um, can't, can't for the life of me think about it right now. LCD Sound System also, like, any of their albums, I'm a huge fan of theirs.
4: Why do you and I not hang out more? This is fascinating. <laughs>
5: <laughs> we absolutely should. I totally agree. <laughs> anytime you guys want to hang out. When you want to come
4: sit down and listen to songs for the deaf and hear all the annoying radio interludes <laughs> over and over again, absolutely. Any
5: anytime. Um yes, no, I uh <laughs> I I'm always I'm always down to listen to to awesome music, so. Hey, where can
4: people follow uh, KC Pet Project on social media?
5: You can follow us um, just searching KC Pet Project on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And I highly suggest following us on TikTok. We have more than 1.2 million followers on our account. So um, that is a, a very uh, <laughs> well followed channel.
4: Fantastic.
5: Thank you for your time today. Uh, we
4: will see you at Catterday. <laughs>
5: Fantastic, May 22nd, get your tickets today.
0: Right, so that is May 22nd, May 22nd, so mark that one on down in your books, get get hyped for that one. Again, an event that you will see me at, now that I'm going to events again, I am all over town, you cannot miss me. <laughs> um, finally today, uh, we've just got another uh, quick Nick's Music Quarter here.
2: Round two, fight! Hello, I'm Nick Basic music editor for The Pitch, here with this week's local music recommendation. Does something count as local if the musician who made it has been living in Seattle since 2008? In the case of Greg Franklin, we're going to say yes. Thanks to Franklin's time in and around the local music scene in the late 90s and early 2000s, he gets permanent townie status. Whether it was him hosting the live music program Raise the Roof on KJHK, playing in the superlative indie rock band the Believe It or Nots, as well as joining Casket Lottery singer Nathan Ellis' solo project Jackie Carroll on guitar and vocal harmonies, he's got the goods. However, it's been a really long time since we've heard any music from Franklin, thanks to a bout of what seems like really terrible writer's block. Greg Franklin's been trying to make his current project, The Royal Firecrackers, happen for nearly 15 years. However, thanks to a songwriting class with Big Thief's Buck Meek through Los Angeles-based School of Song in the middle of 2020, a light bulb went off, things started clicking, floodgates were open, songs were written, and The Royal Firecrackers became a very real thing. So... Now we have the Royal Firecrackers' first song, Dark Age, which was recorded entirely by Franklin and mixed by Dave Gowme, the man behind a million bands you know and love. A full-length entitled American Royal is being worked on with a to-be-determined release date. Check out their bandcamp at royalfirecrackers.bandcamp.com to keep appraised of new music. In the meantime, here's Dark Age.
6: the stone citadel in the four seasons amid the fanfare of seven paraphrased centuries we make ourselves finely crafted souvenirs in the stillness following and abandoned A power, a tavern emblazoned, made it way too hard the first time. The helmet helped, but I didn't come to for some time. I'm sorry, man. Work took over my life from two. 15 till 1245.
0: And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the Pitch Podcast Streetwise. I hope you enjoyed listening in this week. Uh, please check out the PitchKC.com, where we are doing incredible work each and every day. We have a bunch of new team members that have been joining up. We have a bunch of fresh new faces, uh, just killing it across the board here. Great stories, great features, uh, a whole bunch of new food writing that's coming in. Uh, we we couldn't be happier. So. Uh, check out what we're doing there. Grab a copy of the magazine off stands. Thank you guys so much for listening to this show. As for always, it, it means a lot to just check in and have pal around time with y'all. Um, we should have a new, uh, movie podcast, uh, uh, coming to, uh, coming to the pitch world here in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're pretty excited about it. Our, our pal Patrick Moore is going to take lead on that one. Uh, A hilarious guy that I started uh, doing stand-up comedy with in Los Angeles like a decade ago, uh, who we now are here in Kansas City doing journalism and, you know, gonzo journalism. Uh, Please check out his story about going to a current soccer game two weeks ago uh, while on just a lot of edibles uh, and seeing... Uh, just a, the most terrifying Easter bunny in the world. Uh, it's it's a wonderful read. It's a wonderful read and a perfect uh, pitch story. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Take care of each other out there. Be kind, uh, pitch in, and we will make it through. I've been Brock Wilbur. I'll talk to you again soon. bye bye, bye, bye.